What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 26 of the Lunch Hour Sports Show. Dan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm ready today. You, you know what it is. You really pumped for President's Day? Dude, I'm so pumped. Didn't even get the day off. Me know, either. That's how excited I am. Yeah. Favorite president? Favorite? Or, uh, better yet, who are you voting for this year? <laughs> that's how this discussion's gone off. Yeah. <laughs> Twice President's Day has been brought up in my day. And that's exactly the response or the reaction. We had this like uh, team meeting of like our greater, you know, sales team. Yeah. And it was like, hey, everybody throw your favorite president in there. And then one person immediately just went Trump. And they're like, all right, let's not talk <laughs> okay. about let's not talk about your favorite president. Um I, I would like to talk about my favorite president. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say it because I don't have nearly this much conviction about it, but I just like Teddy Roosevelt was just like a cool guy. That's so. that's the washed answer. Everyone says that. Everyone well, that's a, such a normie answer. I don't really have that much conviction about the president, to be <laughs> honest, because I don't feel like I've seen one in my lifetime that's just been like, oh yes, he was amazing. Oh I yeah, mean, no, not in our lifetime. My favorite president is Calvin Coolidge because he was very quiet and reserved. Yet he would he would have very big moments of of using his power that would like shock a lot of people, but like in a good way because he was actually very smart and he led very well. He had a moment at a banquet dinner. It might have been what they what is now the correspondence dinner. They don't really I don't know what they called it back then. But a yeah. reporter who had heard about how quiet he was came up at the beginning of the dinner and said. I bet you by the end of tonight, I can get you to say more than two words. And Calvin Coolidge turned and looked at that reporter square in the face and said, you lose and refused to speak the rest of the night. Oh, what a guy. That's okay. my president. He, he, that's my that's president. My president. <laughs> that guy was awesome. I may, we may have to just share the same favorite president and then Dan. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, Dan, anything is uh, exciting this weekend? Anything uh, no, because it was NBA All-Star Weekend, and it was garbage. It was terrible. Yeah. Is the NBA dead? I think the NBA's dead. I, I think so. It's not in a good place. It's not. It's really not. There's just nothing that's bringing excitement for, for, the, for the average uh, viewer or even the, non, the, the ones who aren't watching at all, like myself. I just have no draw to it right now. There's no. absolutely nothing that's intriguing me about it. There's no reason to turn it on until May. There's just no reason. Mac McClung won the dunk contest again, and he's not even an NBA player. He's like, what are we team. doing? He's not even in the league. That would be like a minor leaguer winning the home run derby. Yeah, like, that's, that's just, just not correct. That doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. The NBA's got some stuff to work out. We had this discussion earlier in, uh, well, I guess not earlier in the year, like earlier in our show's history, and I just don't know, man. I don't know what the NBA could do to get me like fired up to watch a game. I just, just have no idea. It's, for me, it's only do the playoffs because just have the playoffs. The NBA playoffs rock. The NBA playoffs are awesome. Even the playoffs, though, for me, I'm like that's such a time commitment. Like these it, things take it is two a long, months. It is a it's long so time. Long, but for me, it's not a time commitment because the first round of the NBA playoffs for me is when the NBA season starts. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you got two and a half months. It's a two yeah, and a half month fair. season. Yeah, that's fair. It is a long time. It is absurdly long. 
uneventful weekend then, which is fine. I enjoy those every now and again. I did my uh, taxes. Oh, gosh, dude, so early. Props to you, man. Yeah, dude, I want to get it over with. Yeah, hey, that's great. That's that was great. eventful. Yeah. It is eventful. Well, you're also in the process of uh, buying a home, so you probably just had them documents ready to go. Oh, yeah, dude, I had them like, hot I had the scenes last week. Let's just put them in the darn TurboTax, was, let it do its thing. It's like they're just laying on my coffee table, man. I'll just t- snap some photos of them and plug them in. That's fair. Let it ride. I'm trying to get ahead of the home buying and wedding process coming up over the next, you know, during tax season. So, yeah, you'll be a little bit busy. Yeah, when it's April nice to knock it out. Around. Yeah, it was Smart cool. I, I had basketball on in the background, just kind of, you know, it all worked out. Do your yeah, taxes, people. Fine. Get them done early. Yeah, I would say get get them done early is the motivator there. Like doing your taxes is kind of a. You're going to have to do that, yeah. whether you do it later or early. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the I way. Won't. I probably won't do them until March, but it's okay. In due time. You're going you're gonna to be that guy sitting there during the tournament on a Saturday doing your taxes. You should have got them done early so you can watch basketball, man. Okay, then I'll just do them in April. I don't care. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> do them <laughs> April 13th. <laughs> I, I would get, what, two Saturdays in March? There's still opportunity before the tournament starts. Yeah, so you're right. Easy. But All right, well, Dan, let's talk about the basketball that is um, promoted on this podcast and yes. that we welcome with open arms. Yes. A little bit of college basketball. Collegiate, collegiate ball. Um, here's what we're going to do, Jake. I've decided... And I have not consulted you on this, but you do. Well, it. to be fair, you know, reading through the outline, you did give me an excellent resource to prepare for this that I did not give the due attention uh, to go and listen to all of it. So oh, I could I, have been prepared, but I, I did didn't. Not. I didn't need you to listen to it for this. Oh, okay, fine. No, 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 no. This is not what I want us to do. Is we do, we have a lot of competitions on this show between you and I. I say yeah. let's not do that. Let's be on the same team for once, you know. Okay, that's we're fine. gonna we're gonna do something together. I yeah. I think we should do our March Madness bracket together. Just right now, not in March. No, in March. In like, March. In March, okay. like we're gonna do a bracket for this show, and it's gonna be a collaborative effort. Yourself, we and can I. do that on the air, and on then the off air. the air. We'll have uh, we'll have our another own. Taco Mac bet based on the most accurate bracket. I like that. Okay, I like that. But no, we will have a so maybe it won't be Dan's or Jake. It will be the lunch hour. The lunch hour March sports Madness show bracket. We come together in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I like can get with that. We need more unity in the world. Why not? We do. We do. So what we're gonna do? Speaking of needing more unity in the world, we're gonna write a manifesto. Oh great! That's the step number one. <laughs> you want to see more unity? <laughs> Write a manifesto. That's Unity or you die, do. you know. Um, hey, Unity nonetheless. If Connor Stallions gets one last year, then we get one this year. That's, by golly. By golly. We're going to write a manifesto, which is basically just going to be a like a rubric of, of laws for the tournament. Sure. For ourselves. And we're, this is the first draft. We're going to have several drafts, maybe two, three, maybe four, if, if okay. need be. We're going to revisit this a lot. Revise our manifesto. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and get started with just kind of a general theme of where college basketball is at right now. The number one rule for me is don't put too much stock in teams losing road conference games. Everybody is losing games on the road in their own conference. 
Alabama and Auburn have both swapped places. Um, you know, Kansas went on the road and lost at Texas Tech by 29 the other night, which was insane. Uh, Purdue just lost to Ohio State yesterday. There is, everyone's going on the lo- road and losing, and it's it's the good teams and the bad teams. And I think it's just we're at a point where the parity is so crazy tight in this league that you're going to go on the road and lose to teams. That That's just kind of how it happens. So if yeah. you're sitting there thinking – in March, you know, North Carolina, well, they did go to Syracuse and get beat. Well, so did a lot of teams in their own conference. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they still might be pretty good. So, don't let that sway you. Speaking- I like this with maybe a bit of a hook, mm-hmm. with maybe like a, a point differential. Like, maybe Ooh. don't put too much stock in teams losing on-road conference games by less than 15. I like that. If they lose by more than 15, I have pause. Like, well, with Kansas, you lose by 29. Okay, you lost on the road, yes. but, dude, that, that's significant. Well, we're going to revisit that later. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I have thoughts on Kansas. Um, okay. We are not putting Purdue in the Final Four. Oh, no. We, we have been anti-Purdue since yes. day one. I don't know if we put Purdue in the Elite Eight. I, I just don't – I don't trust this team. I don't trust how they're going to get games called with Zach Eady in the post with referees that aren't Big Ten referees that are used to him. I just don't they, – they're losing to – Ohio State just fired their coach. And then <laughs> and, and, and they just, like, completely took care of them wire to wire yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, I'm not, I mean, history repeats itself, right? Just look at what's happened over the past few years to them in the tournament, and until they do something different, we would be wise, I think, to – Follow the tradition and not put them in the Final Four, or like you said, maybe even the Elite Eight. We'll we'll see who they get matched up with, but I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them at all. I want to talk about UConn. Them's my boys. I'm going to give you some history. I have one, I have correctly predicted the champion of three college basketball brackets before in my lifetime. In 2011, Miss Durham's sixth grade bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. I picked you. We all remember that. We all remember it. They beat Butler in the final. I won that one. 2014, in a bracket pool with my friends in the ninth grade, I trusted Kevin Ollie and Shabazz Napier, and UConn won the title. Last mm-hmm. year, in my work pool, I said, UConn's the best team in the country. I know they're a four seed, but UConn, that's the best team. Nobody believed me. They did it. They did it. I love UConn. I'm basically a UConn fan just because just because they're a fan of me. Every time I pick them, they do it for me, man. They're Dan fans. They're fans of Dan. Uh, I, I and just besides that, UConn is like they played the number four team in the country on Saturday, and they just completely destroyed Marquette. What, like it was never close. They won that game by 28 points. They are so like they are a Ken Palm darling. They're so good offensively. They're so good defensively. Alex Caravan is back fully healthy. They never had their slump this year. This team, it's almost too good to be true, UConn. Like, they're almost so good that I don't want to pick them <laughs> in the bracket. Yeah. Because I'm like, this makes too much sense. But, like, I have yet to see a team pass the eye test as much as UConn has or come even close. Well, and it's been really – surprising to see them do this because um, after you win the national championship you you are expected to have a little bit of a drop off right mm-hmm. you're not 
anticipated to go and just redo that again. But they've had a better season this year yes. than they did last year. Absolutely. They're way so, more dominant. Yeah. It, it's something to watch, man. I mean, yeah. Sonogo and Jordan Hawkins leave, and it's like, all right, Tristan Newton, all right, Caravan, like, next man up. Like, they pulled in Alabama. Like, they just reloaded. And, like, Cam Spencer, and it's – Man, yeah, it's. I I would be hard pressed to see anybody beating them in the, the, the. There's only one team I trust to win six games in a row, and it's UConn right now. I'm interested to see how they finish the sprint of the season in the Big East, because like yeah, momentum is important. Yeah, yeah, it is important, and they had that one moment, but right before Christmas, where they lost to Seton Hall, and everybody was like, "All right, here we go again." The UConn lull, and they didn't go into a lull. Mm-mm. It's different. So, Good on them. I love those Huskies. Um, no Pac-12 teams. We don't like the Pac-12. No, no Pac-12 Oregon? teams in the Elite Eight. We, we don't like Oregon? We don't like Oregon. Not this year. That's tough, man. They've been disappointing. The only exemption is if Arizona finishes the season like very cleanly, maybe. They just played a pretty decent Arizona State team on the road and killed them. They've had their moments this year. They've they've been a very roller coaster team. If they can finish well, like on the right foot, like they found their footing, maybe maybe Arizona, maybe we'll consider them. Um, we hate Auburn. Yeah, in the tournament. We do. yeah, come on. We hate Auburn because that team looks so good at home, and they beat up on teams at home. They are not good on the road, and when you get into the tournament and you're not playing in the jungle, that's going to be a problem. Also, I just watched Kentucky on Saturday defensively lock down Janai Broom in this Auburn offense. Who has Kentucky done that to at all this year? Oh, nobody. Nobody. We, we, we know that. Yeah, and that was at Auburn. Like that was at that was in the jungle. They did that to them. That was very concerning for me. So that to me. I was already iffy on Auburn just because I like it's a Jekyll and Hyde. They're so good at home, they're not good on the road. That is that, just eerily similar to their football team as well. Yeah, if you're gonna let if you're gonna let Calipari come in and lock you down defensively so that he can cut a wrestling promo about how no one believed in them mid February, then you're not. I don't trust you in the tournament. Yeah. Um, also, what's up with all the the, the biomes and, and the different climates, if you would, of their stadium, like the plains, the jungle? They they like is they the like, next one gonna be like the rainforest? They like the the desert. Like, yeah, they like those tropical warm warm settings, I guess. I just I don't know. interesting. I don't I don't know of another school, you know. I don't the get plains. I've never understood the plains. It's like you just have flat land. Yeah, but then your basketball is the jungle. The jungle. It just came out of nowhere. I think the jungle's kind of cool. They are tigers. But yeah, the yeah, plains is dumb. That makes sense, but then, yeah, you couple it in with the plains, and it's like, all right, well... Are you in Kansas? Like, where are you? Yeah, and, yeah. and now your state, your sporting arenas are just named after different environments. I don't know. I just find that an odd and interesting trend. But again, we hate Auburn, so why, you know... Yeah. We're going to question everything they do. I hate Auburn, but I love Bo Jackson at these games. I don't know if you saw the meme of the the 
fan walking up to him asking for an autograph and they're like can i get a can i get a picture can i get an autograph and bo jackson's waving a shaker he's like no watch the game <laughs> he just starts <laughs> yeah i love that cool. for bo I mean, herschel was better but it's fine herschel was better in college people don't want to talk about that <laughs> um we we like the mountain west a little bit the mountain just west a, is fun just a hair utah state's got a great record Obviously, San Diego State, national runner-up last year. Boise State's been good, and they have a lot of quad one wins. Uh, they're sitting at 17-8. and eight. They're on the right side of the bubble right now. Like They might get three teams in. New Mexico also has a great record. Also, Colorado State has been floating in and out of the top 25 all year, and they've got some good wins. They, they beat Colorado, which is like a – I think they're ranked – I'm not sure quite where they're ranked at the moment, but they're in, they've been inside the top 25 firmly. Um, like the Mountain West is pretty loaded, and this is a conference I feel like you can trust because everyone plays fundamental basketball here. Everyone's battle tested because there's several good teams in this conference. So when they get in the tournament, if you get one of these Mountain West teams in an 11 or a 10 spot, take them, dude. Because the only thing that's going to beat a team like this is just like a litany of talent. If, if you're playing a seven seed or a six seed or whatever in the tournament, you're going to have a good shot. And you can trust the battle-tested nature of some of these teams. So I like the Mountain West a lot. We are not a fan of the Big Sky or Conference USA this year. The, these two conferences have been home to some bracket busters in the past. I'm not seeing any come out of this conference, these conferences this year. I'll tell you some mid-majors we do like, though. I like South Florida. I don't know if you can call – I don't know if you can call Memphis a mid-major, but I, I kind of like Memphis. They win a lot of close games, sometimes too many close games, because it's like, why are you in a close game with this team right now on a Tuesday mm. night at home? But yeah. they they win a lot, and they, they're very, very, very talented. Uh, you know, Quinterly, those guys, like they if they get hot for a tournament run, look out. Dayton, obviously, everyone knows how good Dayton is. Uh, Seton Hall, you know, Alamir Dawes, those guys, uh, they could be something. They could be something. Charleston's kind of doing exactly what they did last year. I still like them. Yeah, watch out. Princeton's good, man. Like, people hey. don't talk about, like, they're like, oh, wow, Arizona lost in the first round last year. But they lost to a good Princeton team. Princeton's still good. They're doing it again this year. Also from the Ivy League, Yale, if they get in, Yale could be an interesting like bracket buster type scenario. Uh, shout out Tabor, UNCW. They've got some good – they beat Kentucky, and they're, they win. have a very good record. Like UNCW, they could very if, – if you see UNCW with a 13 by their name, unless they're playing like a, like a freak show team, pick them. Like th th this could definitely be a team to, to pull an upset. I like that. They're just right behind Charleston. You know, the yeah. second to them in, in the in the coastal. That's the other thing about them too. They, their conference is not bad. Like, and they're playing. So there's a couple tournament level teams in there that they've played a couple times over. So they're going to be battle tested. Um, I like Quinnipiac. <laughs> they got a great record. They've got a few good wins in there, and I also really like Samford. Yeah. I think Samford's in the same boat as UNCW. They've got some quad two wins in there. They've got a great record. They're going to probably get in on automatic qualifier. Um, Mid-majors that everyone already kind of knows about. I'm going to put in the manifesto, Indiana State and Drake. We I don't care who they're playing in the first round. We're taking them. Taking them all day? Taking them all day. 
Drake's having such a good year. Listen, that Missouri Valley. Dude, it's it's no joke. It's stacked. Yeah. I mean, Valparaiso's not having a great year, but. They've been there. That's a program. They've been there. And, I mean, Northern Iowa, Belmont, Murray State. There's some teams in here. Absolutely. Uh, Don't pick Colgate. Don't do it. I want to so bad. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. They're they tantalizing. They the three ball like nobody's business. That's what they say, but it does, when has it worked? When has it worked, Jake? It almost worked on Arkansas. Almost. Almost. They, they, that's the thing. That's, that's why I'm putting it in all caps on our manifesto. Do not pick Colgate. Because everyone is like, well, they almost. They almost can't. They might. They could. They never do. They never do. They get you with that three ball. I know, man. But I, I'm, I'm all caps. We're not doing Colgate. You, you can't fall for it. Really, really want to pick Colgate, but we'll table it. We'll we'll come back to it. Nah, this okay. will be a second second draft. Yeah. Um, the yeah. SEC is confusing. Mm. Uh, I like Tennessee and I like South Carolina. I'm but not South really. South Carolina's sh- proved out to be more legit. We yeah, South Carolina is cool pretty off. good. They just lost on Saturday, but again, road conference game. LSU, talented team. It happens. Everybody's done it. They've only lost five games. I mean, they're they're pretty good, and some of the teams they've got some wins against. Like they might end up getting like a top five seed. They're they're having a good season. I don't trust Florida. I don't trust Kentucky. I don't trust Texas A and M. I sure as heck don't trust Auburn or Alabama. It's a weird yeah. race right now. It, it's a weird race, and I, I I'm also putting here don't fall for the Alabama trap. Alabama's similar to Colgate. Everyone's just going to talk about how well they shoot the three ball, how fast their offense is. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do we like, I mean, we like him for probably uh, at least one win, maybe two. Depending, if Alabama's playing Drake in the first round, no. Or Indiana State. Or Indiana State, yeah. Or or a mid-major, a feisty mid-major from our list that matches up well with them. Okay. That, I could see that. But yeah, maybe Alabama for one win. All right. But just don't, don't forget what Nate Oates tried to do last year with boys will be boys. Just don't forget about that. Um, Let's not forget. Yeah. yeah, uh, We hate the West Coast Conference. Hate it. It's not a banner year for the West Coast Conference. I don't like Gonzaga. Well, fake school. Fake school. Fake school. Fake school. And I don't really like St. Mary's either. I I mean, I don't know. St. Mary's, I'm fine with us hating Gonzaga, but they are undefeated in – the WCC right now, the which w- I know the, the conference as a whole, we're 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 low on. It's it's not great. It's it's not great. They also have not lost a game on the road. That is pretty good. That is pretty. I, good. I'm just I, I'm just saying. I'm not saying we love St. Mary's. I'm just saying I don't if like we hate Gonzaga. We don't like St. Mary's, but we don't hate them. That's all I'm saying. We dislike them. I I wouldn't take St. Mary's to the Sweet Sixteen right now, but I might take them to. That's to, fair. Yeah. Give them two wins. I could I could potentially give St. Mary's two wins based on their their path. Depending. As yeah. long as it's not Indiana State or Drake. You know, it's just exactly. rinse and repeat. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. We are disgusted with the Big Ten. I'm fine with that. We hate it. <laughs> like, Purdue's good. Purdue's going to win a few games. Everyone else, I don't like Wisconsin at all. I, I don't really like Illinois. I might take Illinois for a win or two. But, but that's like that. That's second in the conference right now. I mean, yeah, and we've got a lot of people underperforming here. 
if Michigan State gets in, everyone's going to do the thing where they're like, oh, Michigan State's a, an 11. It's Tom Izzo, man. Like, think about it. Don't. Did, I've seen enough of Michigan State this year. I don't trust that team. I I just, you know, Tom Izzo is one of the great ones. Just I, don't fall into the trap this year. Don't fall for the trap. Not not this year. This isn't it. Is it just me or does it look like it was flipped upside down? You know, maybe with the exception of like Purdue and Illinois, uh, Michigan State and some of those. But it looks like you just took the Big Ten and you flopped it. Like the bottom going up is Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, Indiana. Yeah, like, like – now Iowa's still sitting around the middle, and that was kind of an outlier. But it feels like you took those teams and Maryland, yeah, usually, yeah, that were usually like, yeah, these are these are good teams, and they just are not there this year. Let's look at. I mean, Penn State was a tournament team last year. Uh, you know, Iowa's has been a good program. Indiana made it to the Sweet Sixteen last year, and I mean, now you Indiana, got, dude, these are the Hoosiers. Yeah, uh, now you're sitting here with Northwestern, Nebraska. They're playing Nebraska. It, by the way, okay, I will if Nebraska gets in. We will consider them. Okay, so they're one team. We'll we will consider little. Nebraska. I trust Nebraska more than Michigan State. That's saying a lot. That is. Yeah, Nebraska ball, dude. Um, yeah. Here, I would say, here's my short list of who we are considering to pick for the championship. You can certainly add or take away if you would like. UConn, North Carolina, Houston, which we can talk about that one. I think that one's an interesting one. Yeah, they're kind of on the line for me. Arizona, Tennessee, and my very dark horse is Iowa State. I don't think people are talking about Iowa State as much as they should be. They are always around, you know. They are like Tennessee last year, which that never got Tennessee very far. But I kind of trust their coach a little more than Rick Barnes slightly. Iowa State's game travels. Iowa State, to me, feels like a fly in the ointment that if we get to the Elite Eight and there's been enough upsets, there could be a path for them. Just because their game travels so well and plays against so many other teams so well that if we get to the Elite Eight and UConn's somehow gone and Purdue's gone and Arizona's out and, you know, Iowa State's got to play, like, kind of a not-so-great Duke team to get into the Final Four where the Final Four is like last year's Final Four where it's a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. I like that's the, that's the wild card for me. But, yeah, do you have any thoughts on these contenders I've got listed out? Do you think I'm missing anybody? Who would you take out also? Um, yeah, no, I mean, you make, you make good points talking like with Houston and all. Um, I, I don't know that anybody I would really take out. I, I think I like your field. Um, of contenders, you know, I don't know. It, there's just that weird thing about Duke. They're, I don't know if they have the legs to do it all, but they're just the not team that year. you kind of sit there. And I know, but the last time that I looked at Duke, and I was like, not this year. They made some waves. They didn't win it all, but they sure made some waves. Well, they might um, make waves this year, but they're not winning at all. They're, they're, yeah. That team, there's a toughness lacking. But they could get close, and if they get close, then anything could happen. That's true. You're right. That, you, that that's my only. I, I've done this with Duke before, and it gives me the. They the are jeebs. They are certainly talented enough, but I did say, you know, when, last time we kind of went through a big Saturday in college basketball. I said, um, 
if Duke wants to be considered title contenders, they have to beat North Carolina at the it, in the beginning of March in the last regular season weekend. Yeah. That will tell us. Uh, I sure. there to me there's a toughness lacking from this Duke team. There is a there's a grit missing that some of those Coach K teams had. I'm not saying Shire's not doing that. I'm just saying it's it's not there this year. Yeah. And if you want to win six games in the tournament, you you need to have an edge like that. And I've yet to see it from Duke. We could see it. There's a lot of basketball to be played. I'm just I'm not quite there yet. So that covers one of my teams I'm iffy on. Yeah. For sure. I'm also iffy on Kansas, Marquette, Baylor, UCLA, and Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky's the one, the only other one kind of that was in there that, you know, I mean, I feel like they got to win another one at some point, you know? And I don't know if this is that year. We've talked about the issues with the defense, and that, that won't hold up well in the tournament. So I like where you have them in iffy. That feels just like, yeah, that's where you should be. I hate to say it, but I also no longer believe in FAU. Oh man, really? Just, yeah. What happened? I don't know. They they they've kind of flamed out a little. They've got a few losses that they probably shouldn't have. They're playing in some games that are a little closer than they should be. I feel like Dusty May is. Uh, Dusty May, I don't think is going to be the coach at FAU next year. I think he's 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 got one foot out the door. And, and part of me. You know, they did make the Final Four. But part of me remembers last year filling out a bracket, and it felt like everyone was taking Memphis to beat FAU in the first round. And it's like, if they didn't win that game, what would we think about this current FAU team this year? I think the only reason people have FAU still on a pedestal is because they did make the Final Four. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. And that's a big deal, but like, but that was last year. You had to beat – I mean, who did they beat on the way? They beat a pretty good Memphis team, and they beat a Tennessee team that could not score to save their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I can think of. Yeah. Like – That's fair. I, I'm judging this team this year, and I don't see – I don't see a Final Four team this year. No, and like you said, we were surprised by that. Yes. It's carried over into this year. I don't know that that could be our expectation – out of FAU. I, if they made the Sweet 16, I think we would all be sitting here still pretty pleasantly surprised. Oh, for sure. I could see him making the Sweet 16. But that's yeah, about... like That would be... Okay, yeah. That's about where the ceiling is for me on this team. I do think a lot of people hold FAU in such high regard because of the hype video they cut with uh, George Costanza's dad. I missed the, this. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh, boy. I've got a clip for you once we hop off. <laughs> yeah, come on. It was right before the Final Four. It was FAU, and it was, uh, you know, they're in Boca Raton. Oh, Which is where yes. George's dad was always trying. He was trying to get to Del Boca Vista all the time. Yes. Um, yeah, it was unreal. Um, also, my last note, don't take Clemson. If we get in, don't take us. Oh, man. I just don't. We, we can't win close games. Can't do it. We're two and seven in in games decided by four points or less. We just can't. Don't take us. Don't take us. Well, I hate that man. Yeah, it's you okay. guys really started out with a lot of high hopes there. We sure did. Well, I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, it is what it is. I would have liked it for you. All right, so a first draft. We've definitely got some things that need revisions and need additions, yeah. and we could work on this. But I think as 
you know, taking the paint can and throwing it on the mural wall, like we've got a decent starting point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I didn't First have any stats. Like I didn't scour Ken Palm for this one. I just wanted to throw all my general thoughts of what I feel like I'm seeing so far. Next time we do this, we'll have a little more homework to kind of tackle on and, and, We'll start putting the puzzle pieces together, but I think this is a good first draft standing. Yeah, come in with, you know, they're 0-3 on the road when they've missed five free throws, like stuff like that, you know? Yeah, some Tim, Tim Kirchin stats. Nice. Well, Dan, I love it. I like the manifesto. Um, this is an excellent start, so we only have up to go from here. That's right. And And just go ahead and tune in now. Um, cause you're, you're going to get the first perfect bracket. This, this is where it's coming from. That's right. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. People have tried for a long time. Uh, this will be the first March madness, March madness that the lunch hour sports show exists. So just be ready. We fixed and, a lot of things. Tell you. We fixed a lot of things, man. We're going to fix March madness. This is the biggest yeah. one. People have been trying to do it for a long time. We're going to turn here. We're just going to make it normal. We're just going to, it's going to be March monotony, monot, monot, mo, monotony, March monotony. <laughs> Marshmallow. That's that's, uh, that's a marketable product right there. I just lost my first round matchup with pronunciation. <laughs> so it was the 16 seed. Yeah. That, that, that no, dude. I was I was like a 12, and I lost to a solid five. That was yeah. Oh, you'd put monotony that high. Monotony's underrated, dude. Monotony. <laughs> See, but for me, their game travels. <laughs> there could totally be a big sky team right now named like monotony. Yeah. And I would just be like, Oh yeah, I think I've seen them in the tournament before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if, how'd you say it? Quinn, Quinn, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Yeah. That's where one of the Kennedys got killed. We can oh, talk well, about that. Happy president's that day. <laughs> Happy oh, president's God. day. Happy and, president's uh, day. You know, professional sports is, transitioned now all we have is the nba and the nhl um mls is starting soon but we have college sports like college basketball right now and so for my lunch bag topic today when i'm gonna pull out of the nice refrigerated bag with an ice pack is a little bit of college baseball opening weekend recap so it's not going to be a full preview on college baseball uh we're kind of looking to that and, and working on it but i just wanted to get you up to speed because this was opening weekend and there was some great things that happened and some not so great things but we're gonna look at it either way so did you see that guy that got hit seven times oh, i was hoping you didn't oh okay i'll cut that a- i'll cut that no Sorry. no 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 because it was only gonna play if i was gonna get you to guess the number oh. so yeah he got hit seven times that was insane how was that not intentional it was really weird. I was seeing some <laughs> film experts in the in the Twitter replies that were like, "Well, he's he's crowding the plate, but it's still real weird that a right-hander would come inside on him like that." Which, you know, it all makes sense in my brain, but 7 is just a lot. That's a big number. <laughs> That's a big time number. And if I'm not mistaken, he came out of the game in that second game, I think, either game. And the the pinch hitter was also hit. <laughs> They oh came in, in his spot. In the they order. just hate that spot in the lineup. I don't know what it is. Um, so I d- somebody 
responded and said that this is why they wish that Taylor Swift was dating a baseball player, because if the Swifties were on baseball, they would have figured this out by now. And that's a fair statement. I think that's true. We would know why this guy was hit seven times, but we don't know. So we don't know. Yeah. I can't even say his last name, but from Sacramento state, that was a pretty, a pretty wild scene to see unfold for sure. Um, But yeah, Dan, so college baseball kicked off this past weekend um, in a big way. You know, we we got some big games and we're just going to kind of look at some results and ones that were, I'd say, noteworthy throughout this past weekend. Um, There were several sort of tournaments going on. Baseball at the beach was one that was happening and that's kind of when they... That's fun. it, It is fun. You know, Coastal Carolina, close to Myrtle. It was not very beachy atmosphere. Good program. In the weather. Hey, Coastal Carolina, great program. Oh, yeah. Um, ranked, ranked program. So, champs a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, 2016, I think. 16 or 17. Yeah, somewhere in there. I think 16. I think you're right. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great program. So, they were host, but that was kind of the, the big kickoff. There were a few other games with some smaller schools happening, but this game kind of kicked it off with Duke and Indiana. And so it was doing some work, um, kind of a light day coming off of a few sick days and was just kind of had this game on over on the side. And this was a great game. Um, we're not going to break it down all the way, uh, but Jonathan Santucci started. He got the win for Duke. Um, and Charlie, I probably won't say it right, Bielinson got the save. And this guy just, <laughs> I was waiting for them to pull him out of the game. I mean, the Joker comes in and throws two and two-thirds innings and um, gets the save. It was just quite impressive. I was like, he's got to get out of here at some point. But they just kept letting him roll, kept letting him roll. And and great, great pitcher. Um, First time I'd ever seen him pitch. And so Duke wins that game 6-3, to but this was really exciting. Back and forth. It was a pitcher's duel through four innings. And then Duke got on the board in the fifth, and then, man, they just scored every inning until the ninth. Um, Duke went up by one in that fifth. They both scored two runs in the sixth. Um, another two in the seventh for Duke, one in the seventh for Indiana, and then that last one uh, for Duke in the eighth, and it was 6-3, which seems like it would have been some more separation. But, man, Indiana was had some fight in them, and uh, they looked pretty good. Um, just a name that I feel we're going to want to know is Tyler Cerny. He was playing shortstop for them, uh, first time over there, and dude, he looked great. Um, he was smacking the ball around. He made some excellent plays over there at shortstop, and uh, Indiana was looking the part. So keep an eye on them. Uh, this tournament overall was, was pretty fun, though. Um, Indiana went on the next day, beat Coastal Carolina seven uh, two. Duke also beat Coastal Carolina five three. So sorry to the Chanticleers. Uh, it was not a great weekend from them, but Indiana came out pretty good. They ended up uh, winning theirs uh, against George Mason 9-3. to three. So good weekends for Duke and Indiana there. Uh, Vanderbilt and FAU. Dan, this game was a thrill. I, I, I saw some clips from this one, actually. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, this one was quite exciting. Vanderbilt came out hot, put up six in the first two innings, and um, – then FAU started up in the fourth. They took a lead there. Um, and then this just went off to the races from there. Final score was 12 to 11. I was watching this game up until uh, maybe a, 
maybe about the seventh inning or so. I can't remember. Either way, Vanderbilt was leading, and they looked pretty comfortable for a while. And then FAU just goes off seven runs in the fifth, two in the eighth, and they look like they're gone with it. You know, this is uh, this is FAU's game now. And then Vanderbilt goes off for three. They walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. Um, so big win for the Commodores there. Um, they got a lot of hype around them this year, of course. Um, they always do, but very big game for them to go off and win uh, when it looked like they had it in hand. So that was also on opening day, which is great. We got a matched rank up, um, or matched rank up, a ranked matchup. Wow, that was a you little got, bit of monotony. You got that <laughs> Nyquil brain still? Yeah, dude, it still lingers. Yeah, those side effects. Um, and so Tennessee, Texas Tech, that also was on opening day. Tennessee wins that six to two. Um, so that was exciting as well. With that was a little bit of tournament action going on there. Every um, every sport needs a good villain, and and Tennessee has assumed that role. Well, yeah, because why not? Yeah, they're. I hate them, but I love to watch them. Yeah, no, I mean that that fits. That's a hundred percent accurate. And you know your sports in a good place when you have a team like that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And. Vanderbilt's not careful. They may end up there. I was watching them play in that game. I was like, guys, you could, you gotta, you gotta bring this down a little bit. Yeah, they're you know, a little hyper. Well, not hyper. They just, you know, you could feel that they were like, yeah, this is, this is easy money. Um, I don't know. There was a certain level of braggadociousness, maybe slipped in there. That's what it looked like to me. But yeah, Tennessee's fine wearing that. Um, on the note of Tennessee, Chase Burns one of the big transfers from this last year. Now at Wake Forest, he had a heck of a debut as well. Wake Forest, another big contender in this year, in the season. I mean, of course, almost as usual. Um, but man, he went out, got 10 strikeouts, only allowed three hits, one walk in six innings. So you just take the number one team and, and you got a guy like that on there transferring in. Seems a little unfair. A little bit, a little bit. A little unfair. Uh, but nonetheless... That's where we find ourselves. There were some upsets um, this past weekend. So St. John's beat Florida 9-5. to The number two Florida Gators, just, just let that be known. Um, Cagli uh, known. I'm probably going to have a hard time learning that one this year. I mean, I know it, but I never say it out loud. Um, either way, he's one of the one of the best players in the sport but he didn't quite have enough to to push him through. They lose that game, which was a big one um, to start off the year. You've also got uh, Northeastern. So Northeastern, Dan, if you're talking about college basketball and you've got those teams that are in the, the mid-majors, um, I mean, Northeastern fits this bill <laughs> in basketball, but in terms of being really good in baseball. This, is, this was a nationally ranked team. I think they were 22nd coming into the year. And they lose their first series against Arizona. This was a bit of a darling by some out there looking for this small school team to come out and do some big things. They do win one eight seven, um, but the other two, they lost by multiple runs. So threw a little water on the fire to start the year. It'll probably be fine, but nonetheless, it's a pretty significant result given how people were expecting them to do this year. Um, TCU is not following the upset this. category, but you did see the play. Yes, that was insane. I, I, 
I knew it was possible, but I'd never seen it done. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, not great. They come back and win this game um, on a weird walk-off fashion where you've got the um, classic swing and a miss so the runner gets down to first and usually that's a pretty solid out but catcher misses the ball bad throw to first runner comes home and there's the ball game walk off strikeout a walk off strikeout super wild. rare super rare very wild um and, and they actually were down by six in that game so they did not fall in the upset category but it was a significant result nonetheless with a little bit of chaos Santa Barbara as well, another ranked team. Um, the Camels were just too much for him, dude. Uh, <laughs> Campbell uh, beat him and 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 put it on him. I have the last section of games to look at as some just blowouts, um, crazy scores for baseball. George Mason had a rough weekend, <laughs> apparently. George Mason had a very rough weekend. Yeah. We're going to talk about them. Um, so Santa Barbara has a great first game against the camels of Campbell um 20 to 8 just a route anytime you see a double digit number starts with a 2 something went wrong something went very wrong yeah yeah so something went very wrong um so they look like they're off to a great start and then not to be done um or overlooked Campbell comes back and wins the next two games and takes a series against UC Santa Barbara so as a pretty big one as well with the ranked team losing. You had Iowa. Um, a lot of people like Iowa as well. Um, another ranked team, they lose to Lehigh, 8-4. to four. Um, So there's one. And then Arkansas. There's, there's some folks out there picking Arkansas to win it all in Omaha this year. And they lose 7-3 to James Madison. So, dude, it's baseball. You're not going to win them all. But. J- James Madison... Just killing it in every sport right now. Watch out for him, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you just you would be remiss to overlook old James Madison. What are they? What or what are they? The they're the um. Dang it! I used to know it. I was trying to think of it. I'll look it up while you're while you're going through some of the last few. The Dukes. Yeah, that's it. The Dukes. The Dukes. So don't overlook the Dukes, man. Um, they're royalty. So, Hey, of course, of course, James Madison. I mean, he's American royalty. There's Absolutely. not really, ha- we don't really have that, but if we did, he falls in that category. And so some big upsets of it. It is baseball. So as, uh, like I was saying, you're not going to win every game, but nonetheless, these are some big divides between some of these programs um, that slipped up and lost one here this weekend. And you touched on it, Dan. There were some high-scoring games over this past weekend, um, and George Mason was on the wrong side of uh, it. At least I was counting four on my list, um, not including, you would say five, including the UC Santa Barbara win over Campbell. Um, they were on the wrong side of two of these <laughs> that are out here. That's tough. Um, Duke routes, or let, let's back up. So Coastal Carolina routes them 26 to nothing 26 to nothing um absolutely absurd you had Derek Bender uh from Coastal Carolina guy had six RBIs in this game jeez 
Jake Books also had four. Um, four on one hit as well. So uh, just a great day for, for the Chanticleers in this one and, uh, and a very just terrible day for the Patriots. Dan, they had zero runs over under four. How many hits did they have? Zero runs. How many hits over under four? Under. Under. And the number was one. That is bad. They That's were almost a- they were almost no hit and beat by 26 runs. That's like cancel the season bad. <laughs> That's- what what is this program doing? I mean, do they have another good sport that I'm not aware of? Why were they at this tournament? I have no idea. <laughs> Carolina hosted it. I don't know why they invited them. That's weird, man. I am very new. This is the first year I'm making a solid effort to keep up with college ba- uh, baseball. So somebody can tell me if I'm wrong, and this is a historically good program, and that's why they were here. But this was not good. <laughs> this was really not good. I've only ever heard of George Mason for basketball. That's I never heard. And I, I don't pay super close attention to college baseball, but I've never heard them. I've never seen them in Omaha. I'll say that. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, poor Chad Gartland. He was the starter for George Mason. He made it through two and two-thirds innings and lit up 12 runs. Almost half of these. I don't know why they let this poor man go through this. I don't know why they pulled, did not pull him before. Because after that, I mean, the next guy lit up six. Um, but then just some more standard numbers, uh, the next three relievers lit in two, two, and one respectively. And then the last two guys didn't lit up any. Now, of course that was one innings worth of work between the two guys, but maybe if you pulled the starter a little bit sooner, things couldn't have gotten as bad. I don't know. Regardless, um, it was not a great day, uh, for the Patriots. And so that was, uh, that was not great for them. Um, that was on the 16th. Then, uh, the next day, you know, new day, it's a new day. There's new opportunities ahead, a chance to redeem yourself. They go and play the Duke blue devils and then just go on and lose 23 to five the very next day. (laughs) At least they scored. They got more than one hit. They did, man. They got some hits in there. So you take the small victories wherever you can get them. Um, AJ Gracia for Duke. Nine RBIs. That's insane. It's insane, dude. Nine on four hits. Uh, he had three runs. Right fielder. Um, excellent, excellent performance out of him. Um, but yeah, dude, you just you felt for these guys, and I don't know. He he didn't have quite as bad. Uh, Connor Eaton, the starter this day. Um, they did pull him sooner after two thirds of inning. Um, but eight runs across those those two outs that he was able to secure. So maybe a bit of a starting pitching problem. I don't know. I'm just, just going to say it. Two other big ones, though. Virginia, uh, they beat Hofstra 21-3. to So just another just, just shackling in there. North Carolina beats Wagner 20-6. to So those are some encouraging performances out of these teams that'll Put some wind in their sails. Two good, to two start good the programs year. for sure. Yeah, exactly. 
And so I know that they're not the, it's not like winning against a ranked team, but anytime you score 20 runs, you're, you're feeling happy about it. Alma mater of Zach Gallon, North Carolina. Oh, Dan's looking ahead. He's doing some research. I am. I'm, foresh- I'm foreshadowing. It's good. Yeah. It, 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 it's excellent. I don't know why I know builder. that, but. Well, hey, I, you know it. I know no it. question. Just yeah. know it. Nice. But yeah, Dan, so th- those are just some significant results. Um, like I said, we're not going to do a full-on preview out of this. Um, there will be some some other opportunity and in time to kind of look at those things. Um, but yeah. We're going to do a pardon my take style preview where we do the preview after the season's already started. Oh, yeah, let's do that. They did their NBA preview today. Did they really? Today. It's <laughs> the middle of the season. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What what guys? Yeah. Oh, what guys? Um, might as well. I mean, why not? You know? That's what they said. They were like, we, we should preview the NBA now. Regular season doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and uh, we'll, but we'll look into it some more. Of course, there's some there are some uh, teams out here you want to be paying attention to. Some of the standard ones, Wake Forest, LSU, um, Arkansas, Florida, Vanderbilt, Clemson, uh, Tennessee. Top Clemson, 10. yes, Clemson. You're going to want to keep your eye on your Tigers. They're looking good, Dan. I, I like our team. team. To look out for. I like our team this year. And you should. And you should. Um, Duke was really impressive. They started this year looking really good. So they're, they're maybe not one we were all focused on too much to start the year. Definitely a top 25 team, but I like after this weekend, you're going to want to keep an eye over on, on the Blue Devils. I was about to say, I like our team. I don't like the conference we're in because the competition is yeah. stiff. North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, um, you know, Virginia is pretty good. Uh, Florida State's got a good team. Like, it's just, it's not great. Yeah. Duke, now Duke's looking like a wagon. It's, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have good competition. We're going to find out. You will, man. Yeah. You will. Iron sharpens iron. You That's know? right. Just got to get into Omaha, and then there you go. Yeah. So we love it. Um, yeah, I actually do see uh, the D1 baseball poll released today. Had Northeastern drop out, so that was a that was a tough one for them. What a um, shame. But yeah, so some of those ACC teams um, outside of that, TCU, still I know they, they had a close one there. Um, Oregon State, you want to keep your eye on the Beavers. So we'll get into it some more. Didn't they the win the on. they won the Natty not too long ago, right? Mm. Did they? That's a good on. question, Dan. Uh, I'm I'm not certain of that. Again, this is this is new for me. <laughs> but hang on, I think they did. Oregon State Beavers. Hang on. 2018. Yeah. 2018. The only reason I know that they won the national championship recently is because Oregon resurrected a completely dead baseball program because Oregon State won a national championship, Just and now Oregon. Oregon's like good. Like they almost made it to Omaha last year, or maybe they did, or they were in the mix for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it was all just because Phil Knight was sitting on his couch watching Oregon State win the Natty in like late June, and was like, "I won't stand for this." <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. He's a, he's a true lover of the of the maybe not the sport but the school. The school for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Man. Well, um, and also you you mentioned the the Sacramento State player getting plunked seven times. Um, something pretty cool also, though, Parker Bird, um, the first D1 baseball player to play with a prosthetic leg. I saw that, yeah. That was that, really amazing. It was, man. Um, just an amazing story there. Um, they, they were showing his family. And that's just when, man, it's like baseball. I just, I just love baseball. It was, it was one of those like this is sports moments where it's yeah. just like, man, this is, this is why we do it. This is awesome. It is, one hundred percent. So, uh, that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, we're excited for for college baseball. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know we get some spring training games starting this weekend. Um, but I, I don't want to be so quick to overlook it. That's probably the tough thing about college baseball is once MLB starts up. It's a short window, man. It's yeah. Yeah. And then in, uh, in June, it really comes back with Omaha, but it's tough to compete when, when you've got games on for, for your team every night in the big leagues. But I want to, I want to try and diversify and check it out. Cause man, it, it, sitting there and watching it, I was like, I need to watch more of this. Cause this is really cool. It's, it's awesome. I, I'm not going to be able to get in on it <laughs> for a while. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. You've got college basketball to keep up. I'm with. the basketball guy. You're the baseball guy. That's how we'll split That's it up. Fine. And then in May, we're going to get all over the super regionals. We're going to get all over it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to keep college baseball very at the forefront because it's an awesome sport. A lot of people don't know about or don't know as much as they should about. Yeah. It just, it deserves more attention. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Dan, to round this thing out, you already foreshadowed it. Um, to put a button on this college baseball discussion. I want to give you some big leaguers and I want to give you some colleges and I want you to try and match the player to their college. Okay. So we're only going to do five because we're not going to get crazy about it, but I want to, I want to see what you got for us here. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the players first and then I'm going to give you your colleges to work with. All right. So you've got Justin Verlander, Kevin Gossman, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, and Marcus Stroman. All right. Trey Turner, North oh, Carolina State. Or you just going to guess? I was going to give you options. Well, I know some off the top. Trey okay. Turner, North Carolina State. Okay. I know that one. Um, what was the last one? Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Yeah, I don't know that one. All right. Verlander was. Dang it. I'm not sure on that one. It's okay. I can give you your remaining options. Verlander. Who's after Verlander? Kevin Gossman. Kevin Gossman. I know that one. I know that one. Um. All right. Give me the colleges. Give me the colleges. All right. I got all one right. without it. Yeah. You're you're good on Trey Turner for sure. Yeah. So NC State is off the list. I have a weird. I have a weird crush on Trey Turner. That's. That's that's been a thing for me for a while. I don't like that. At the all. slides, man. The slides get me. They're I don't <laughs> care about the slides, dude. The slides he, are cool. He kills the Braves. I have no love in my heart for Trey Turner. He Sorry. I know. Unless it's Team USA, I'm, I'm I'm cool. I'm fine. All right. So your college options for these guys, okay? Mizzou, Duke, LSU, and Old Dominion. Verlander was Old Dominion. Typing it in now, keeping track of your. Oh, okay. So I don't get com- confirmation. 
No, no, you got you to gotta match them, and I'm going to give oh, them to okay. you all at once. All right. no, no, no process of elimination. You, you're going to have to go with confidence here. I think Gossman was LSU. Let's see, Stroman. I probably should have wrote these down. I got you. You have Verlander with Old Dominion. Yep. Gossman with LSU. So you have Duke and Mizzou left. And I have Stroman and who? Scherzer. 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 Stroman, Mizzou, Scherzer, Duke. I don't feel like that's right, but that's what I'm going to go with. Typing them in here now. Okay. You locking them in? Sure. Danny, you you did a great job. You you it was up until the end. So you yeah. you got everything except Scherzer is Mizzou. Okay. And Stroman is Duke. I could have seen Scherzer in Duke or Mizzou, but the I couldn't see Stroman in either. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that was weird. a problem. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Hey, you did a great job here, Danny. You, you know your you know your stuff. So I, I really was expecting to throw a curveball to you on Verlander. I had no idea you went to Old Dominion. I don't I, know. I had seen a weird like MLB network thing on him where it showed him through his years. And I remember seeing him in a Jersey with an O and, and yeah, I got that. Like if you would have asked me straight up, I would have said like Oral Roberts or something. I did better than I thought I would. You did a great job, Dan. I thought you were about to sweep it when we, when we got down to the two there, but excellent, excellent performance, Dan. Well, that's it. That, that's college baseball. And uh, th- thanks for listening. We're, we're excited for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to enjoying some more games this week. Yes. Well, uh, Dan. I'll, I'll be watching from afar, and then I'm going to get in on the spring. It's okay. Yeah. yeah I, I am not sitting here watching college basketball because I know you got me. So uh, we'll, we'll fill you in on the college baseball happenings. No worries. Well, Dan, let's wrap this show up. The only way we know how. Just a little bit of dessert. So why don't, why don't you toss the topic in here for us today? What's, what's our dessert topic? I want to have a quick discussion because this seemed to have come up. And this is something I've had very varying thoughts about for a long time. But it, to me, it feels like a lot of times we elevate or discriminate athletes' legacies based on, well, did you get a ring or did you not get a ring? And I always think that's such a weird argument. So Jay Williams, he says a lot of stupid stuff, Jay Williams, but he said he can't consider Caitlin Clark to be one of the best female collegiate players of all time because she hasn't won a ring. Which I was just like, okay, like what is it? Like Shaq didn't win a ring at LSU. He was still awesome. Mm-hmm. Like what is that supposed to mean? Um. So that just brings up. I, I just want the discussion of like, do you how how much should winning a championship matter when you talk about a player's legacy as a whole when it's all said and done? Because we do this a lot with the Tom Brady discussion of like, well, he's got the most Super Bowls, he's the best quarterback, obviously, and it's like, well, okay, I'm just ask you point blank: who's a better quarterback, Dan Marino or Eli Manning? I like Eli, man. I don't know. He he beat the goat twice. That that was that was pretty big. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have enough Dan Marino experience. I am really. shocked and appalled, dude. Dan Marino 
was so good. See, well, so this is where the discussion's gonna turn. Yes. It it it's it's very different by sport and by position. There's I, a lot I of agree. variability. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So that that's what's tough about it for me. Mm-hmm. Like wait, like when I look at that, I'm like, okay. If we're talking a wide receiver on the team, we're talking a running back on the team, we're talking, you know, linebacker, whatever. But like the quarterback plays a huge role mm-hmm. in getting the team there and winning it. So that's what's really tough is like Eli had great success in, in the postseason and, and won it all twice against some pretty stiff competition. And that's that's just like different. That that's totally different. Yeah. When it comes to a quarterback winning a Super Bowl has a lot more correlation than I mean, shoot, an outfielder in baseball. Like it's just uh, it's a really big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I so by sport, I I don't even think a ring should be considered at all in baseball cuz I I feel like one singular player has the least ripple effect on his team in baseball than any other sport. Like, yeah, Mike Trout's the perfect example. Trout and uh, and Shohei are two of the top five players of all time, and they've never yep. made the playoffs together. Like yep. that's, and and baseball, by nature, is kind of more individualistic than than other sports. Like you, you're keeping up with a lot more stats individually, mm-hmm. um, and that's because. There's so much to go around. So, yeah. Um, I think in basketball, it probably matters the most because you throw one guy in to a team of five lineup. You can't win a title on your own, but you can certainly affect – the ripple effect is wider. Uh, mm-hmm. Like like Jordan never won a title on his own, but the Bulls never sniff a title without Jordan. It's, it's a weird – Yeah. It's a weird balancing game. Um, I think in football – you know, I, I think there's some value to what you're saying. A quarterback, one player does have a very small ripple effect in football because there's so many moving parts, but the quarterback definitely has the biggest ripple effect. Yeah. I just so don't... I'm not I, saying... I, that was a tough question, just like that specific one. Yeah, that's a know. that's a tough one. That's a tough like, one. I think you, you would... Uh, like, if we were talking about Pippen and Barkley, like, that's a good one for me. Yeah. No, it's tough because you're of course throwing Jordan in the mix. But like let's let's take like Barkley and KD. Yeah. Like who is better? Uh probably for me I I don't it, different eras, different positions. Mhm. I would probably take Barkley but by yeah. a very slim margin. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. like ring is not it, it, it's hard to say that KD is just better because he has a ring. Yeah, you no, so. you can't, you can't say that. And that's in basketball, where yeah. it's, and that's where this one's coming from, where this yeah. discussion discussion stems from. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I I've heard it in football a lot, and we can have we can have a further Tom Brady discussion someday. <laughs> Now that we're in the off season, but like I don't know something about me, I'm not gonna argue anyone who says Tom Brady's the goat, but something about me just sits there and thinks, I've seen Aaron Rodgers throw a football, and I've seen Tom Brady throw a football. 
I know who in my heart I believe is better. <laughs> and it's the one with fewer rings. I'm just being honest. Like, Well, that, I mean, it, I don't know, because the Brady one's tough because he's got the rings, but he also has everything else to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Like every record, every everything, you know, like it's not just as though he has championships and that's why well, he got, he's got the records cause he played for forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. A-, a rod's not done. He might be. <laughs> well, maybe, but he as might. of now he's not as of today, as of not. today, but that boy goes in the woods one more time. He may not come back. <laughs> he might not, or he may come back better than ever. He's like, I'm gonna play it's, baseball uh, now. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's a bit tricky. So yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's very interesting. I I don't think I don't know if it should matter all that much. There's just so many factors, and I I come from it from the standpoint of my biggest hang up with saying that it it, it doesn't matter that much is there is definitely an aspect of if you are a great player a lot of times that can and should translate into you're a great leader of your team and if you were leading your team well you know kind of the rising tide lifts all ships You, you we've seen teams perform very well that shouldn't and a lot of that was due to leadership it was due to the standards that was set it was due to the sort of non-metric mm-hmm. aspects of it, you know? So that's my only hang up with saying it doesn't really matter at all. Because it definitely if, matters. It, yeah. Because yeah. if you're a good player, you're a, a great leader, that's going to translate and it can translate to the point of seeing championship level success. I So I, think, I lean more on the side of it's not totally indicative of like your legacy because of the championship, but I do think there's a little bit of carryover, but mainly from that side. I think it should elevate your legacy. I don't think it should be used to diminish someone else's because you can be a great player on a, on a not great team. Uh, winning a championship is a team award. And yes, a great player can be a part of getting that team award. But if, if we're going the football route, if Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl, we wouldn't talk about him very often. We would just think of him as that, pretty accurate pocket passer (laughs) that played for a long time in, in new England, Dan Marino never won a super bowl. And, and you can't find a top 10 list of quarterbacks in NFL history without him on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, and, and when it comes to basketball, like you, there's, you can go through so many players who, who were so great like a John Stockton or like you said, a Charles Barkley and, and just so many guys. Um, even in today's game, like Chris Paul's got a heck of a legacy. He's never won a title. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we have the barrier of like, well, we're not going to remember you if you don't want a title. And it's like, well, you can still be a freaking great player that yeah. should, should be. I don't like, I don't like when the championship is loomed over somebody's head. Yeah. Like it has like, been for Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, stump for my guy Matt Ryan for a minute. I, I definitely don't think Matt Ryan should be forgotten <laughs> because no. he had, he didn't win a title. No, and maybe he he should have like 
Oh there, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's not the reason that game was lost. And with some better overtime rules, maybe he still would have won it, you know? So that, that, we weren't winning that game no matter what. I mean, you can say that, but it's just, it, if they did had the ball, that offense, it would have been nice to see. What it would have been nice to see for sure. Um, but, but that's the perfect point in, in talking about championships, defining a legacy is that though good player, good leader can have an effect like that, not making excuses, excuses, but there are so many other factors that to an extent are out of that person's control. For sure. Like they had maybe some hand in putting that team together, but they were not able to finally craft it. You know, like they weren't running the team like LeBron is running the team. <laughs> you know, like that kind of power and influence is not there. You can't control what happens in the front office. You can't control who gets hurt and who doesn't get hurt. You can't control other teams that may just go out and form a super team. And man, your team was great and you're an excellent player. But what do you do when you yeah. run up into a bus all like that? Um, I mean, think about KD. KD's got the ring box check, but that's only because he sold out and went to Golden State. Yeah, like a hundred. It was nothing. I'm sorry, this may sound harsh to some folks, but it had really nothing to do with KD. It's just that he got on that team, yeah, and sort of hitched his wagon and said, "Well, I'm coming along for the ride." They were going to win without him, and it's like, not that like he didn't do anything. I mean, he was like KD during those two years he was on the Warriors was one of the top five, ten players on the planet. He was amazing. But, like, the Warriors were going to win without him anyway. They already yeah, did. exactly. The, 100%. <laughs> Harrison Barnes had been in there and still done. Yeah. Like, it had been fine. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting discussion. Um, pretty harsh comment from Jay Williams about Caitlin Clark. I do have to give maybe some some apologies due to Caitlin Clark. I was like, why are we hitching our wagon to her? But, like, you know, you all-time scoring leader for women's basketball in no. college. That's it, great. It is a little absurd. The Caitlin Clark stuff's getting getting absurd. But yeah, it's, my, you know, my, Caitlin Clark is probably just you know it, it's the same as it is. I wouldn't have been a, her biggest fan if she was great or if she wasn't. I think it is more just the the force feeding. The force feeding. The yeah, force that, feeding is is getting annoying. Yeah, like it'd be like me with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not Jim Harbaugh's biggest fan. Kind of sometimes just annoys me, um, dude. But they also don't force feed me Jim Harbaugh. Now, if they force fed yeah. me Jim Harbaugh then I really I really would be over the top about him. But it's just that we're at our level. And we I could be at my level with Caitlin Clark. They just really, really put the emphasis on there. I would love a force feeding of Jim Harbaugh. Just give me all the Jim Harbaugh content. That guy's so weird. I love it. <laughs> you and Jim Harbaugh are great for each other. We like, are. <laughs> we just got a few screws loose. And, and we can, well, I'm not saying you're like Jim Harbaugh, but when like, when Jim Harbaugh speaks, it's it's – it's right up your alley, man. Yes. Like, it's if like, curb your enthusiasm, met football, yes. you got Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Any final thoughts, Dan? That's a super interesting question. I hope folks really kind of get their own thoughts and opinions thrown in on it because it's a, it's, a, it's a big one. It is a big one. I think um, definitely elevate you know, a, a, an athlete's legacy. I, that makes sense to me. But using that as the barrier of like, well, you didn't do this, so – we can't let you in. Like that's a, that's a weird spot to be in. Yeah. I hate when the Jordan LeBron debate gets boiled down to, he's got six rings. LeBron's got four. And it's like, okay, well then by that logic, Bill Russell and Robert Ory are way better than Michael Jordan, which that doesn't make any sense. So what are yeah. we doing here? I, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, no. It's an interesting debate. It, it is. It's like rings are what we play for, but that's not the only thing you can consider. Yeah. You can just make it where it's like, oh, who won the most rings? Because there is so much that goes into it. That's what we've got for you today. So consider uh, your lunch eaten. Um, we always do appreciate you listening to the Lunch Hour Sports Show. And we have some news to announce here, Dan. We do. We have um, the time has come. Uh, the deadline is in effect on our Lunches on Us giveaway. And so we do have a winner for the Lunches on Us Lunch Hour Sports Show giveaway. $35 Uber Eats gift card. Um, not going to do a drum roll because that would be really obnoxious in the microphones here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we do appreciate if you were out there commenting, following us, um, you know, supporting the show for that. Um, that that's definitely our, our biggest appreciation is any of you who are doing that, uh, that continue to do that and listening it each week, following us on social media, but also on podcast platforms. Um, and sharing with your friends is, is, a, is a huge honor for us. If you have done that, if you ever do that, um, you know, we always greatly appreciate it. And so getting a little bit of incentive to do this with the giveaway was, was a cool thing uh, to be able to do. And so all that to say, the winner of the $35 Uber Eats gift card, Sir William Bass. Congratulations, our friend. You should um, take that to Captain D's or something, true to the name, and enjoy some enjoy some fish on us. Um, surely they're on Uber Eats, right? Um, they gotta be. Why not? <laughs> I know I mean, Long John Silver's ain't. No, well, they're not anywhere. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, they should just go ahead and pull the plug, guys. I'm sorry. I saw I, real quick. I saw a meme the other day that said Long John Silver's was just the live action version of the Chum Bucket, and that made me roll on the floor <laughs> laughing for several minutes. That was <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, Long John. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, congratulations, Will. Um, we'll be getting in touch with you sending you the gift card for that and hope that it treats you well. And uh, you can enjoy lunch on us. And even if you didn't get a gift card, you can always enjoy lunch with the Lunch Hour Sports Show. This is exactly where our, our podcast was born from. Just two dudes talking sports, um, super casual. And uh, it's how most of us are enjoying our sports. And so if you enjoy your lunch hour with us, we always do appreciate it. Anytime you listen... Uh, we appreciate it. So thank you as always for listening. We'll be back next week for another wonderful episode of the Lunch Hour Sports Show. So as always, I am Jake, joined by Dan. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week.